take this day by storm I'm gonna wake up in a new life Next day doing encore Get ready to ignite your passion and unleash your inner innovator. Welcome to the Launch Podcast, the energizing show where we're breaking barriers, building dreams, and sparking positive change in the technology world. Join us on a thrilling ride through cutting-edge technology, visionary insights, and inspiring success stories. From entrepreneurs to founders, from executives to investors, this is your space to empower, create, and embrace the power of community. So buckle up, because together we're fueling the future of innovation here on the Launch Podcast. Let's rock this journey and light up the world of possibilities. Hey, this is Bobby Nims here in another episode of the Launch Podcast. We're here at the Force Next Idea Fundraiser. Launch is just genuinely excited to be a partner of Next Idea and Forbes. We're looking forward to our path forward with Next Idea. And I want to welcome onto our podcast, Ria Katoy, mm-hmm. CEO and founder of Katoy. Yep. A new fashion line. Yes. How are you this afternoon? I'm good. I'm excited. I think there's a lot of great energy here and a lot of cool people to meet. So excited to be around similar-minded people. So we'd love to just start with your story yeah. and your fashion line and where it came from and where is it today? Yeah. Honestly, loaded question. I think so. Kind of to backtrack is I always worked in fashion. So I went to school for design and merchandising, always was going to work the business side of fashion, graduated, worked corporate um, for a few companies in both marketing and merchandising. And then I kind of had like a little bit of a career lull. And another part of me was I grew up both in India and in the US. So I'd always seen kind of a cultural disconnect in terms of what Indian culture was actually reflected to in the U.S., including when it came to clothing. And then when I had a little bit of a break in my career, I dove into a bit more and essentially learned that one, shopping for South Asian craft in the U.S. was very difficult, whether it was traditional clothing or contemporary clothing. I learned how difficult the bridal section was and that there was really nothing putting everything together in terms of sustainability. So our goal is to connect everything together. So we focus on trend innovation, specifically in sustainability and bringing Indian craft to the forefront. Amazing. (laughs) Societal, social impact, community impact. Tell us why and what drives you there. I think a few things. One for me is I really want to be able to highlight the depth of Indian craft. And I've learned so much as I've been doing, as I've started the company from archetypes of block printing, which is actually what I have on right now. It's beautiful. Um, where this has been like an age long art form that people have learned from family members just in terms of how to do it and how sustainable the method really is and highlighting that art form and marrying it with Western trends or even going into the wedding market and learning about the different types of embroidery and really even working with customizing wedding outfits for each bride and groom so that they feel themselves and special on that day has always been really important to me. Um, We actually also have a patent pending product where we took your traditional Weba Langa skirt and reduced the amount of fabric usage by 40% by creating a new prototype. So It's been a lot of just figuring out how to innovate and make sure that we are championing sustainability. Remarkable. And there's so many questions I want to ask you. I'll start with adaptability, change management, agility. There's no linear path in life. And there's certainly no linear path as an entrepreneur. Yeah. 
Can you share what that path has been like for you? A lot of agility. I like to say I don't even know how I became an entrepreneur. I think I accidentally tricked myself into it. I just saw white space and was like, hey, I'm going to attack it. But even from the very beginning, I was very specific that I never wanted to enter the wedding space. I wanted to stay within like wedding guests or ethnic wear and then your contemporary wear and focus on that. And I had to be very agile because then we just got a wedding client who just genuinely needed an outfit and we had the supply chain to build it. So then I said, okay, fine. In Indian weddings, you have multiple day events. I'll do every day, but the main day. Then I had a groom come and he was like, come on, I'm super chill. Just do it for me. So I said, okay, fine. I'll do everything but the bride. Then I eventually had a bride come and just kind of beg me to do it. And through the entire process, now we've shifted a lot more into weddings. So it's nothing that I would have thought of at the beginning, but I learned to kind of just be like nimble. I like to say it's almost like being water where like you take the shape of whatever container that you go in because sometimes you don't know what the best container is going to be, but flowing along with it and then having the confidence that one, everything happens for a reason, but two, if someone is coming to you to ask you to do something, there's a reason why. A sense of freedom, a sense of autonomy. Yeah. What has this experience been like for you? This experience has been a whirlwind for me. A lot, a lot of learning. I think there are things that I've learned that I never thought that I would even come across to learn. I mean, I worked in fashion. I never thought I would be sitting there making PL sheets and doing projections and looking into that. Even people management. I think for me at such a young age, I never thought I'd be managing an international team or going on the ground in India and establishing a new supply chain or even learning about the different art forms to the extent that I am. It's just been a ton of learning and I'm excited to learn even more. You mentioned team and at launch, we resonate with bringing people in at the right time increases the likelihood of success. Bringing people in who are passionate about your idea increases the likelihood of success. The opportunity for people to engage you to kind of work within and support that culture and move things forward. How important is it having the right team and the team with the right skills? Oh my God. So important. I, that's something that I've gone through also a very up and down learning path with. I think for a while, I just wanted other people to be there to lean on. And we went through even like one or two, not co-founders, but like operation managers, marketing managers, that kind of thing. But what I really learned is that it's more important for that person to be so passionate about the idea and the company than it even is really skill set. Skill set people can learn, you can develop and work on it together. But if you don't have that drive to be working on a startup where you're not making a lot of money or making any money or doing anything, you really have to resonate with the mission of the company. So for me, actually, what I realized what worked better was when people came to me and said they wanted to be a part of it yes. rather than me scouting for specific roles because people have the skill sets, but not everyone has the drive. Stress, anxiety, uncertainty, putting yourself out there. What's your advice to, what advice would you give yourself when you started this path or your advice to members of our audience who struggle with that as a startup, as an entrepreneur? It's all natural. It just feels amplified because you're doing your own thing. In reality, you would feel that anywhere that you are, and it's part of the journey. I think it's better to embrace it. If you're feeling stress and anxiety, you just need to dive into the why behind it. 
and really figure out what's going on because as an entrepreneur, you also know your gut. You have a good instinct. So if you have stress or anxiety, it's because you know there's a different decision that you need to make. And taking a little bit of stress off of it is just taking a step back and realizing that things will always work out. You just have to catch yourself in those moments. So I have a couple more questions as we wrap up this podcast. One of the things is the voice of the customer. You talk about sort of navigating feedback, navigating, you know, where your products are going to sort of land, your distribution, you know, end-to-end operations. Can you give the audience a sense of kind of making it real and the importance of getting feedback? Oh my God, feedback is everything. I actually try to get feedback very much like as we go, especially with our wedding clients. We want, we are constantly evaluating as the process is going on because the one thing I've learned as an entrepreneur is things go one to 100 very quickly. Like you could think I went one to 100, but in reality, like you're about to go one to 100 again. So it's so important to listen to what people are saying and observe yourself and change accordingly. Sense of drive is what I feel from you in our conversation. It's certainly a sense of passion. So I want to, I want to go one, two, which is the first question is, where's your fashion design going to be in five years? What's your vision? My vision is that we are more of a, I don't know if I'd say household name, but either household or especially in the wedding market, like a name when it comes to South Asian ethnic wear, as well as contemporary wear. We want to bring South Asian craft into bigger retailers in a sustainable manner. We want to talk more about ethical production and really make an impact within that. If we can change 100 to 500 people's mindsets on how their shopping should be to focus on buying from ethical companies. That is great. Um, and ideally for us, because we're in the wedding space, we want to do at least 100 weddings now per year. Last question is, what inspires you? You seem incredibly driven yeah. and you seem incredibly motivated and it's beyond your craft, obviously with your design. Can you give the audience a sense of what motivates you every day? The people. I started the company because I found that it was a difficult customer experience and I wanted to create an easier customer experience. Even when the best thing for me is when I have someone wearing something and they come tell me, oh my God, I've never gotten compliments on what I wear, but I've gotten so many compliments today or I feel so confident. And for us, especially with bride and grooms, it's so important when someone says, I feel myself because it's something that's an important day for you, you shouldn't feel like anybody else. And Rhea, if our audience wants to get in touch with you or learn more about your design, yeah, design, where can they go? You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram. You can always um, shoot me like a message either on LinkedIn or Instagram, and I'm more than happy to connect with everyone. Well, Rhea, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll be happy to include those links as part of our, our podcast. And again, Ria Katoy, CEO and founder of Katoy. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I want to thank our audience and all the trailblazers out there for joining us on an exhilarating journey through the world of technology and innovation. Remember, the power to change the game is in your hands. Stay charged, stay inspired, and keep breaking barriers. Because we're just getting started on this launch journey with all of these startups. Join us next time for another episode filled with sparks of brilliance and boundless opportunities. And until then, keep dreaming big, stay curious, and keep pushing the boundaries. Together, we'll shape a future that's brighter, bolder, and more inclusive. Keep that energy high and see you on the next episode of the Launch Podcast. Be well.